Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. And I'm Ethan Fager. And you might be wondering where JR is today. Um, and unfortunately, he can't be with us as uh, within the past week he just got surgery. Um, so our prayers are going out to him, um, hoping that he feels better um, and that he has a swift recovery. Um, but. Now we're on to a special President's Day edition of Double FM Sports. Um, so first, Ethan, we go to the NFL, right? Oh, um, yeah. Which, not a whole lot happening this week, but yeah. last week was pretty big. Um, you have Eric Weddle, obviously, announcing his retirement yeah. after his illustrious career. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I didn't see this as a shock, but... I thought he did have a great career for the Chargers and the Ravens. I thought he was, like, a very solid uh, safety throughout that whole time, and I think he should be a Hall of Famer in the league. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree with that. Um, would you say first ballot? Um, it, I, I think it depends on, I guess, the class that he's with. I mean, I would definitely put him in over a lot. I would put him in over a lot of guys that have already made the Hall of Fame because I think he's really good. But then again, it just depends on, like, who's in that time. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is it? it it's six years, right, after you retired it's, it's that you're eligible. Six, yeah. So, and I mean, not that many dudes have retired within the past couple of years. Exactly. You've got Weddle, um, if I'm not mistaken, Julius Peppers. Um, I mean, he's probably first ballot, but... Um, Eli Manning. Eli Manning could which, potentially that's a, that's go. That's a debatable one. That but. is a very debatable one, which no shade on my man Eli. But I don't know. Sometimes he just feels like he's too clutch and not actually consistent. Yeah. I mean, obviously, with Philip Rivers in free agency, who knows what he could do. He could also retire, possibly. We never know. Right. That's... uh. And we'll, we'll talk about him later, but... Right. I mean, you know, we could really talk about it okay. now. Okay, all right. I mean, um, Philip Rivers, Chargers are letting him go after, what, it's been like 17 years, something like that, yeah. in, in San Diego and now in LA, in L.A. And he's put together quite a career for himself. Oh, yeah, um, I think so, too. But he's got a lot of doubters now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this year was a bit of a down year for him. <laughs> More than a bit. <laughs> um, so, and I don't know what teams want him because, obviously, he's coming towards the end of his career, maybe has two or three years left in him, if that. Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's a couple teams out there that would take him. Like, I'm thinking maybe the Buccaneers. I mean, uh, we, Tampa has always been kind of the front runner. We've always, we've always talked about Tampa Bay. Um, there's also a couple other teams that would probably take him, maybe, like, the Bears, obviously the Panthers with the whole, depending on where Cam Newton goes, that could be a right. whole situation. Yeah. And actually, I just saw something um, that says there's rumors now that Cam Newton might get traded to the Chargers. Oh. So that, Yikes. that could be, that could be a very interesting thing if Cam Newton went to the uh, Chargers yeah. and then Philip Rivers took his spot in Carolina. Right. And I feel like with Cam Newton, what's really going to make the difference is what kind of condition he's in. Is he in, like, 2015 Super Bowl contention condition, 
or is he in? Yeah, I'll start two games of the year and then pull something and not be able to play. Yeah, for he's the rest had of injury the year. problems over the. Uh, I, I, I think throughout his whole career. Now, right. Honestly. I I think it's really a question of durability at this point. Yeah. So obviously we're gonna have to see how he does. And yeah, well it'll be interesting because the NFL free agency is starting to ramp up a little bit here. It's the rumors starting to come mm-hmm. around like. Because, I mean, no one really knows. So exactly. Like, obviously, we got Tom Brady. Like, Where's he going to go? I think he'll stay at the Patriots, but yeah, but we don't know. Um, yeah, and I think there's a lot of guys out there that are going to be free agents. And that leads us into our next point with Taysom Hill, one of the most interesting prospects yeah. for free agency. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, Taysom Hill has said that he wants to play for... As a for a team that will have him as a starting quarterback, but I don't see him being able to play the same kind of role that he has with the Saints as a starting quarterback, because at least with the Saints, you have Drew Brees, you have Teddy Bridgewater when Drew Brees is out, and then you have Taysom Hill as a change of pace option. Yeah, but I don't see that happening with somewhere like, for example, if he went to the Bears. Yeah. Right. You you don't have any you have people to back him up, but you don't have people regularly taking snaps other than him. So if he goes out on a QB scramble, or I don't know, gets lined up as a defensive end or something, which has been known to happen with the Saints, and say I don't know, blows out his knee, you've lost your starting quarterback for the yeah, year. I think he's uh, he says he wants to play quarterback, but I view him as more of an athlete, right? Like, like Jabril Peppers was, and he still is. But yeah, I don't I don't. I question how he could do as a starting quarterback because, like, obviously, if you make a couple of nice plays during the game, that's fine, but you have to play and win a game, like a full game. You can't just make a couple right. of plays and consider yourself a starting quarterback. So yeah, th- that comes into question, and I wonder if a team will take a chance on him or not. Right. It, that depends on th- – there's just a lot of yeah. factors going into that. And, I mean, I could see – I could definitely see – someone taking a chance on him as a backup or as that yeah, change of pace of course, option. Yeah. But I don't see him as a starter. Yeah. I really don't. If a team gets really desperate, like if their starting quarterback gets hurt and he's still like looming in free agency, maybe, right. maybe then you take him. But Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, and more details will, I'm sure, be coming out uh, soon. Miles yeah. um, Garrett just got reinstated uh, by Roger Goodell. <laughs> And I know as a Steelers fan, that hurts you a lot, Ethan. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, and the reports are coming out that Miles Garrett did say that Rudolph said a racial slur, slur towards him, although right. we uh, we can either confirm or deny that act, that's actually true. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like, let's be honest here. Like, that could have been an assault charge. Oh, it he easily could, could he have. He could have yes. gotten to jail for that. If, if had Mason Rudolph pressed charges on him, that he could have went right. to jail for that. But, I mean, I feel like I feel like there are a lot of guys that have been suspended longer, who have done lesser offenses. But oh, Miles, for sure, yes. But Miles Garrett get, only gets six games to put his reinstated. So I well, think well, it's, it's not so much just six games though. It, it's only six games because the Browns didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And it happened midway through the season. I mean, he hasn't been able to be with the team since that event yeah i mean so it's more than people say six games to make it sound like an underestimate but it's been like at least five months for sure 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously he's had. I think he's had some trouble in the past with like issues, but I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the reinstatement. I think if he does something again, maybe then you have to consider maybe not letting him back in. Yeah. Like think about Josh Gordon, how many times he's been like suspended then right. reinstated, like twenty. I feel yeah. like. So I mean, I mean, I guess it's always like second chances and stuff. So yeah, I and mean, I mean, I get that, but it was happens with this racial slur thing because if he if it turns out that he that Rudolph did not say that, then that just makes him look even worse. In all honesty, right? Well, and I mean, Rudolph's lawyers have said if it turns out that it's not true, they're gonna sue him for defamation. So which I mean, I think they would win that battle too. In all I, honesty, I mean, yes, yeah, they they definitely would win the battle. At the same time. I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, it, it was a co-created incident. You've got two dudes in a stressful time out on the field. And, you know, I mean, you're talking about the Browns and the Steelers. Like, they've got a rivalry. Uh, it's more than a rivalry. At this point, it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys with a blood feud. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone is really in the right, I think. I mean, I said this from the beginning, you know, the whole thing was just kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, know. Miles, I, I think Rudolph was definitely a factor of that, but obviously Miles Garrett gets the most attention purely because he did do that. Well, with, yes. But but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Rudolph's innocent. He, he started it. He's the instigator in this yeah. thing. And I mean, no one can tell me then, that, like... And then he got Marquis Pouncey, who, oh, who just... Don't get me started. <laughs> I mean, there, who in your right mind would think that it's necessary to go and kick a dude in the helmet. I mean, I get David DeCastro, right? He just, like, kind of, like... He goes and, like, bulldozes people out of the way and breaks up the fight. That's That's what you do. You want to protect your quarterback? Keep your quarterback away from Miles Garrett, okay? I get that. But then you have Marquise Pouncey exactly going up and kicking Miles Garrett in the helmet. Yeah, that was... yeah. On what planet does that make sense? I think both teams were in the wrong... um, yeah, and I think it was, it just doesn't look good for the league, obviously. So it was just a bad event in general. But I mean, we'll see what happens with this uh, this accusation. Right. Um, moving on to the NBA. Obviously, um, we had the trade deadline. What was it? A week ago? Two weeks ago? Yeah, we haven't been on. Um, that, so. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> been a little while for us, so we apologize if some of this is already happened but uh trade deadline obviously robert covington is Cl- done with um minnesota, minnesota and so is Clint now capella is also with the hawks yep um and also andre drummond now with the Cavs. so pretty interesting stuff going on there um i don't i don't agree with the drummond trade i i don't think the pistons should have given him up yeah because he's like he was like because obviously now that blake griffin's not playing for them he was like their one true star, and now they don't have a true star. Right. So it's kind of like Derrick Rose taking over. But it's I, still Derrick Rose. Yeah, you but know? he's still great. But like, don't get me wrong. But but they don't have a big man anymore. Right. Like a good big man. Yeah. And now the Cavs have Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. Right. And are in the same division as the Pistons. So there might be a little. There might be a little. I I don't see the reasoning behind that. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe if there was some issue with Andre Drummond um behind the scenes or whatever yeah I mean that's the only legitimate reason I see for getting I also I I don't I'm not 
necessarily sure why the Rockets traded Clint Capella, because now they're, like, playing... They've had James Harden do the tip jump ball a couple times, so... Because <laughs> he's their biggest <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, so they don't have a big man, and I think that's a... Obviously, you need a big man to win in this league. Right. So, obviously, I think that's a big concern for them, especially heading into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, though, they're kind of making it work playing the small ball. And yeah. we'll see where that ends up with them. Um, the Raptors lost their their win streak, and I forget what it was up to, but was it 15, maybe? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, that win streak uh, went out the window. Um about a week ago, um, but at the same time, I think we really have to look at the Raptors, and like, I mean, I didn't think they were going to be as good as they actually are this season, especially after losing Kawhi. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, so seeing, like, a lot of people seem to be down on the Jazz, seeing as... The Jazz? Or, sorry, sorry that not the Jazz. Oh, come on, man! Sorry. JR's not even here, but I'm going to have to do it for him. It's no, not the Utah Jazz show. Hey, okay, the Raptors. I apologize. I apologize. We knew you wanted to talk about it. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but anyway, after losing Kawhi Leonard, um, a lot of people are down on the Raptors. But, I don't know, they, they, they've been doing really well this year, and I think you got to give that to uh, Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam, who's yeah. been playing exceptionally well this year. Yeah. And, yeah, the Raptors are doing very well uh, and uh, beating people's expectations for them yeah. this year. Well, and I, I mean, even like Fred Van Vliet, like yeah, he's been last year too. he stepped up his game, um, especially in the playoffs and leading up to the playoffs. But I mean, he hasn't like fallen off at all oh, this yeah. year. And then obviously you got like another good role player in like Marc Gasol, like a nice, nice, nice center there too. Right, and the big man, as you were saying. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, I think I mean like I'm not saying anything, but I think they could. They can make a run this year. They could, yeah. I they don't see easily. them winning a championship. No, 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 no. But, like, I think they could make a run maybe to, like, the semifinals or even the finals, maybe. I don't see that. Not not when you're in a division. I feel like the East has really stepped up its game this year. Um, I mean, for the past five years, it's always been, it's the West. And then I... the East was always kind of a joke. But now it's gotten extremely competitive. Like, because obviously the Heat are starting to become a factor again right. down there. I mean, with Jimmy Butler. The Sixers and... are doing good right now. The Celtics are doing good. <sighs> Sixers are kind okay. of in a slide, though. Yeah, yeah, but the Celtics are doing good. Celtics with Kemba, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Toronto's in the mix. The yeah. Bucks, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah, obviously. The Pacers um, did not do that. Pacers, I feel like, are always that fly-under-the-radar team. Yeah. And they've, they've always been that way. Yeah, 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 They're yeah. like the four seed every single year, but everyone always like forgets about them. that I will not say that's in the West, but I'm not allowed to talk about. The Jazz. Yeah, I can't talk no, about Yeah. Because I feel like we're always like that four or five seed, but, I mean. I mean, yeah, but, like. Not it's not like I literally sometimes forget the Pacers exist. That is true. Like I know I the think Jazz. Are obviously, a thing. Victor Oladipo is returning from his serious injury, so once right. he gets back into full swing, I yeah. think the Pacers will become even better. And obviously, Demontis Sabonis is very good. He was an All Star. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's really stepped up his game. Um, you know, I I I feel like the Pacers. They have it in them to make a playoff. At least a playoff appearance. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a deep run. Yeah. I feel like it never is, but I mean, yeah. Um, And then after that, it just kind of gets blurry what the the six, seven, and eight seeds are. 
Because, I mean, I could see the Nets. The Magic. Maybe, maybe the Magic, yeah. I mean, like, um, the 6, 7, 8 seeds, like, that's the thing, that's the difference between the East and the West. Like, the 6, 7, 8 seeds in the West are always seem to be a little bit better than the 6, 7, 8 seeds in the East. Right. But I'm not, I'm not saying the East is better than the West or the West is better than the East. I'm just saying that yeah. in terms of seeding, it's like... Well, and I mean, historically, I feel like the West has always been more Because obviously, like, the Lakers have always just been, like, usually the Lakers have been, like... Except for the past couple of years, though. I mean, this is the first year in a while that they've actually been good. Yeah, and I always feel like the Spurs were dominant back, back then with Tim Duncan and obviously Kawhi Leonard. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I could see, I mean, Spurs will probably make the playoffs. Yeah. It's like an eight Nuggets are doing seven. good this year, too. Yeah, Nuggets. Grizzlies are, I mean, they've got a young team, but they're actually, they could definitely do something in the playoffs. Maybe take someone down. Um, obviously, like, the Clippers will probably make the playoffs. Yeah. It's definitely. Um, I mean, how how interesting would it be <laughs> if we had an L.A.L.A. Um, <laughs> semifinal game? That would be interesting. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very excited. Kawhi versus LeBron. Now I, now, I wouldn't be excited because that means... That a certain team, which shall not be named, will okay, not make it. Okay, just say it. It's the Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the Jazz will not make it. Uh, would not make it to the conference finals. But I would, I would actually enjoy an LA LA matchup. I mean, I feel like it would be good. I feel like the Lakers would win no matter what. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I don't yeah, see yeah. LeBron and Anthony Davis losing to Kawhi and Paul George. Right. And especially a Paul George who's been so inconsistent this yeah, exactly. year. Exactly. Um. Moving on to, um. Let's do college basketball, um, and it, it's a little old, but we'll talk about the Duke UNC game okay, because so, it's it's really worth mentioning, especially so you can agonize over it, Duke um, fan. Um, okay, so obviously Duke UNC played a couple of weeks ago. Duke won off of a buzzer beater uh, by layup by Wendell Moore, and they forced overtime with the buzzer beater shot by Trey Jones. So in that game. I'm going to say there was a lot of questionable officiating. More, more, more I think the officiating Duke. was less questionable than the look I just gave you. <laughs> no, um, yeah, that was, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, towards overtime there was a, uh, uh, during overtime there was a uh, questionable no call on a foul towards the late of the game, and I think it definitely was a foul. So, um, yeah. As a Duke fan, at first I didn't agree with it as a foul just because I'm a Duke fan, but I, I did watch it over and I thought it was a foul. I thought it was a missed call by the uh, referees. So, I mean, but all in all, Duke got the win, so. <laughs> was not pretty to begin with. Yeah, it though. was not pretty. I mean, UNC was destroying them the whole game. But then, I don't know, Trey Jones kind of like in the last couple of minutes kind of like yeah. sparked. Well, I, and I mean, you were down 13 points with like four minutes left. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give it to Duke being able to make that kind of comeback. At the same time, you shouldn't have been down yeah. 13 points with four minutes left against the then, what, 10 and 12 yeah. UNC? Well, you know what's interesting? After Vernon Carey fouled out, I thought we were going to get crushed even more, but we actually played a lot better without Vernon Carey. So maybe the small ball lineup will work for us like it does <laughs> with the go. Rockets. Hey, I mean, could be like Mechanicsburg's football team, you know? We lost Joseph Bruno and then suddenly played better. <laughs> Which, no hate on Joseph Bruno. Heck well, of a and also, uh, football player. And also player, we have Micah Brubaker as a quarterback. Yeah, there you go, yeah. And, yeah, he did very well. Yeah. And Nick Mo. Nick Mo. Nick Mo. <laughs> yeah. 
Nick Bell, he was. I think he led our team in interceptions, and he was a he a great uh, field goal kicker for us too. So there you go. If you don't know mechanics for football, you probably have no idea who we're talking about. Because we don't do anything in playoffs, and hey, we made the playoffs this year for the like different... for the first time since our seniors were in fifth grade. Yes, we did <laughs> make the playoffs. Which that's just a credit really to our team, but um, we're we're juniors by the way, so that wasn't really necessary <laughs> okay, to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, and anyway, then, and then we're also gonna we're gonna talk about another Duke game against Florida State. Yes, yes, so, we will. <laughs> so obviously, um, uh, going that game, I think Coach K said one of his main concerns was uh, the emotional tank, like emotional tank of the Duke players, because obviously they just came off of that. Um, amazing game against UNC. I wouldn't call it an amazing game. I'd call it more emotional, of an emotional roller coaster. Emotional yeah. roller coaster of a game um, for against UNC. So uh, there's a lot of concerns going around, but uh, Duke did win 65 to 70. So I mean, you got to give it to them that they did play very well. And I thought, and against a, a very good Florida State team, who I thought was going to beat them, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. So, and you got to give it to them because obviously coming off that, you're emotionally drained and stuff. You got to find a way just to win, and they did. So, yeah. And I mean, that's what makes any team, I mean, any team in order to be good has to be able to overcome obstacles. So, um, credit to Duke there. Um, However, one team that seems to not be overcoming obstacles is Michigan State. And I know JR is probably listening to this right now, about to like, Kill both of us. Yeah, Um, yeah, Michigan State has not been doing what they were expected to do, obviously. I mean, we knew this was going to be a rebuilding year. Okay, yeah, but at the same time, they were the preseason number one. Right. Um, And now, as many of you know, they're out of the top 25. 25. Uh, They just lost to Maryland. It it was a heartbreaker game. They played very well that game, but it was a heartbreaker of a loss. So. Right, and at this point, I'm not even sure if they're going to make the tournament or not. I mean, they uh, should. They, they, they'll make the tournament. Uh, they'll make the tournament. Yeah. They'll make the tournament. Um, but I, I see them maybe as like I don't know six, seven, eight. Yeah, seed. yeah, I see them as six, seven, or eight, eight seed. But they're one of the teams that like when good they can make a run. Right. So if in the, the question really is, are they good right now though? Yeah, they need to finish out the season strong and do well in the Big Ten tournament. Maybe get a nice seed and then. Come March Madness, they need Cassius Winston to step up and step right. up. Like, and they, they need him to be healthy. Yes. And they need Xavier Tillman to play good in the post. They need good shooting. And maybe they can they can get something going there. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side, you've got Penn State, um, who, what is it? They're, what, 13, 13. now? 13. Yeah. And um, so they're on the rise there. Um, so, and I mean, I don't. I feel like we didn't really see that coming. No, um, honestly, like Penn State obviously is a football school, right? Yeah, They're not oh, yeah. a basketball school, yeah. but for them to be within the top fifteen, I think I mean that's a credit. I mean, to them. like the first time I don't know in like at least ten years since they've been like this high. Yeah, and I think you got to attribute that to Tom Chambers, who has really done very well for this for them this year, and I think like Lamar Stevens, because obviously coming off like last year they had Tony Carr, who obviously was like their big star. And then went to the draft. And, right. And now Lamar Stevens comes in. No one knows how good Penn State's going to be. And obviously they've proven a lot of people wrong as well. Right. Because obviously, like you said, Penn State's generally known as a football school. Like mm-hmm. their basketball is, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, yeah. 
because it's like the it's basketball. It's like Alabama basketball. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want to say that because I know I. It's okay. I'll say it for you. Yeah. But oh. they did beat Auburn. They did beat Auburn hey, multiple beat, times, we, if I'm not no, mistaken. No, we didn't. We lost. We lost to Auburn uh, by four earlier, but we beat Auburn the first I was, time. Okay, you, I, I knew you beat Auburn at least once. But yeah, I think Penn State, they can make a serious run in the title this year. I, I, I don't really, see them as a title team. I don't. I, no, I'm not saying they're a title team. I think they'll make like maybe a Sweet 16 Elite Eight run. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, and I think seen as they're like a top 15 team in the Big Ten, that's you got to be very good, especially in the Big Ten, because they're like considered the powerhouse of college basketball. Well, and I, I feel like that's definitely a pace change given what we're used to seeing. I mean, it's past 10 years, it's always been the ACC has been the powerhouse of yeah. college basketball. But, I mean, we were saying earlier, we there's only like maybe three lock teams from the ACC that maybe are for a sure going to make the... Maybe a fourth if Virginia, depending on what Virginia does. Yeah, I mean, UVA is going to be a lower seed. Duke, Florida State, and Louisville are... Pretty much locks. UNC is probably not going to make the tournament for the first time. Unless they win the ACC tournament, that's the only way they can make it. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Exactly. Um, NC State probably isn't going to make it. Notre Dame's probably not going to make it. Miami's probably not going to make it. Syracuse maybe. Syracuse is a maybe. Yeah, but um, but then you look at the Big Ten and you've got Ohio State is a maybe. Penn State. Penn State for sure. Maryland, for sure. Maryland. Michigan is a maybe. Michigan, Michigan State, State is a maybe. Probably. Is a probably. Wisconsin is a maybe. Yeah. Um, Iowa is a probably. probably. Illinois is a probably. Right. Rutgers is a probably. Yeah. Indiana is a probably. Yeah. And, like, the only two teams that really aren't going to make it. Nebraska and, and Northwestern. Right. And we forgot about Purdue. Purdue is also probably yeah, going to make it. Yeah, um, So, so that's, you're talking, that's like only two teams from the Big Ten not making the tournament. Right. I mean, you're talking 10 out of the 12 teams. Yeah. So, um, which is definitely a shift from what we've seen before. Um, well, I think it's I think it's changed, too, the like Big Ten standings. Because usually it's Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan at the top. Right. Now it's Penn State and Maryland. Yeah. So I think that's a big change, too. Mm-hmm. And obviously, JR is not going to like me saying that, purely because... I mean, I, I think he would also admit that you're you're correct in that. Like, it, it would pain him to say that, but at the same time, like, I don't think he could deny that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think Michigan State will still make the tournament, but I, I don't see them being as good as normal, so... Um, and so, uh, moving on from men's, of course, we move on to women's. Um, there's not a, a whole lot to say, but, um, I will say y- this season has been a difficult one for UConn, um, because, I mean, we're talking about UConn, like, the past ten <laughs> years, I don't think anyone else has won the tournament besides UConn, <laughs> that, yeah. like, I mean, you might have seen on some of Dude Perfect stuff, like... You're picking March Madness brackets for women's, yeah. and every year you always pick UConn as your winner. Yeah. But um, South Carolina literally destroyed UConn seventy to fifty-two. Yeah. And I mean, of course, SCU was the one. UConn was the five, which is something we haven't seen UConn, in a long time. UConn has always been the one. Like I feel like. UConn, like before this, UConn lost like one game in like the past like five years or something. Right. It's um, insane. So that's very much a uh, a concern 
for UConn, um, they're still going to make the tournament, of course. And may wow. maybe that'll do them some good because it gives them a, po a different position to go into things. Gives them a little as bit not of a reality being, check. Right, a little bit of a reality check. And it gives them a little bit of the underdog mentality, which could prove to their benefit. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, other than that, um, you obviously, you have the NHL, which isn't really either of our fortes. Um, and <laughs> we apologize for not being able to, to cover that as much as we'd like to. But um, Once Sarah's back, he'll, we'll definitely get more NHL. Um, most certainly, yes. Um, but, I mean, for sure we can touch upon uh, the Lightning versus Penguins game. Uh, the Lightning won 2-1 to one against the Pens. Um not a whole lot there as I see it. Um, Obviously, Alex Ovechkin also getting. Did he did he hit seven hundred? He has not hit seven hundred. He he's yet. at six thirty six, I believe. Um, oh no, he's not. He's I swear he's at like six ninety eight or something. I'm pretty sure he's at six thirty six, um, but he's decently close uh, to Gretzky. Um, and I mean Ovechkin still has a lot of hockey left in him, um, so. Stay oh, tuned like for that. Okay. Um, and then, of course, this was more relevant a couple weeks ago, but you've got um, Lionel Messi uh, potentially getting traded um, or just leaving Barca. transferred? Or oh. transferred, excuse me. Um, I mean, it's the same thing, yeah, yeah, really. Okay. But, um, but now I've seen things coming out where potentially Barcelona... Um, was trying to threaten uh, Messi in some way, um, really just doing unbecoming things for Barcelona. Um, as I look at that now, um, yeah, I mean, I really don't think you can't have a soccer team threatening their own players. Well, I just, yeah, I yeah, you can, you really can't. Um, at the same time, it is Spanish soccer, so I they mean, will yeah, do but anything they can to keep a player. If that's yeah, what want. and obviously like Messi is arguably one of the greatest of all time. I'm not saying he's I mean, the greatest, but it, he's up there. I mean, you're talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking like threatening like kill him or something. It was legal action. It was legal there action. There it is. Okay. I thought it was something else. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, as it's been reported, is that Barcelona um, has tried to discredit some of their players, um, and because of the allegations against them, they are threatening legal action, um, as per ESPN, and I so... Mean, can they do that? I mean, I... they can, yeah, like, it's the same thing as Miles Garrett getting sued okay. for defamation. Okay. Right. I mean, because what happens is, if people are saying that they were threatening their own players, or that they were trying to discredit their character or something, and that's not true. I mean, if it's in writing, it's libel. If it's spoken, um, you're talking slander, um, potentially yeah. public def defamation. Um, and so, I mean, well, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, and also some other soccer news. Obviously, we got the Premier League. Uh, Liverpool is still winning. They I mean, just keep on winning. I was going to say, are we really surprised? Uh, they, they did just beat, I, I think it was... Norfolk? No. I mean, Norfolk isn't that good, though. <laughs> they, but they only beat them one nothing based on a 77 mm -hmm. pinnacle by Mane. So, yeah, and obviously, we just talk, we're talking about Liverpool and how good they are, but... 
Yeah. Everton sucks still, so nothing, yep. nothing new from the first podcast. Ar- Arsenal is down in the dumps still, so... <laughs> Leicester's doing okay, though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is just... In sports in general, I feel like this year has really been just like a pivot for most teams. I mean, you look at the NFL. No I mean, Patriots. Yeah, Patriots go out in the first round of the playoffs. The Titans. To the Titans, who then went to the AFC Championship. But lost to the Chiefs. Right. Um, but no one saw the Niners going from the second overall pick in the draft, finishing like 4-12 and 12 or something and like that, Super- and, and then-, then making a Super Bowl run, which they then lost. But at the same time, they finished as the number one team in the NFC. I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, and obviously in the NBA, um, no one expected the Warriors to have such a... To fall like that. But now, now granted, now granted, Curry and Clay Thompson are not playing for them right now. Right. Um, and I mean, even the Blazers, um, I, I say this with as, with the least amount of bias possible, but, um, I mean, we, I mean, you look at the Blazers and the Warriors, that was your West Conference Finals last year. And the Warriors are down in last place in the West now. And if I'm not mistaken... Blazers are close to the playoffs. Blazers are either 9 or 10 at this point. They still could make it. They could, but that would be one of the lowest playoff seeds we've had in a long time. Obviously, a lot of people did not expect the Jazz to be as good this year. No, we all saw that coming. Okay. (laughs) Don't don't try and play that card. We saw that coming. I'm sorry, guys. I just wanted to throw the Jazz in there because I feel like I haven't made it to the Utah Jazz show yet. I I need JR back, okay? Because this is not the Utah Jazz show. Um, no, but I think a lot of people probably didn't expect, like, I don't know. Even the Lakers. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think people expect the Lakers to be that good. Right. I'm sure people, I, everyone expected them to be good. I mean, I don't think we're really surprised, but at the same time, I feel like now we're all like, okay, yeah, I can, I... Well, it makes it even more magical for them, especially with... After Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I said it in the first podcast, if they were to win, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I still probably wouldn't be happy if they won. I just don't like the Lakers. Um, nothing against them. I'm just not a fan. Um, but I will say, I feel like after everything that's happened with Kobe and what they've all been through, um, like if they did win, I think they deserve it. Um, yeah. And then obviously we got college basketball where there's been like a record number of number one teams. I mean, yeah. And I, I don't think anyone saw Baylor being the number one, you know? And no like, one saw, like, San Diego State being undefeated right now. Right. So. Um, or even Dayton. Like, Dayton yeah. has always been around, but they've never been, like, one of those top-flight programs. Um, and then, obviously, in college football, LSU winning. I, I'm sure at the start of the year, no one saw that coming. At the very yeah. start. And also, I don't think anyone really saw Alabama not making... Yeah the playoffs yes yeah, uh, yeah. Um, i definitely thought they would seeing as yeah. i'm an alabama fan but well yes <laughs> no but um yeah and i don't think like obviously no one expected joe burrow to have the type of season that he did for right. lsu so um, i thought and obviously lsu probably is not gonna have the best of years next year well i mean because burrow's gonna enter the draft and they lost like i think a couple good wide receivers and stuff for them so right um but n- then again like we always have surprises in all sports so we'll right. see and i mean that's that's just college sports in general. 
Um, College sports just can shock. It, it, it's it's a revolving door, really. Yeah. Um, because you have people graduating, entering drafts like that every it's year. Crazy. So especially now with like the especially in college basketball, like the one and done thing. It's always, right. It's, it's always insane. Yeah. And now they're starting to think about maybe getting a rule where they don't maybe players don't have to go to college anymore. They can just go straight from high school to the draft. I mean, that's how it used to be. Yeah, but they changed it. Made right. it. You have to go one year now. I mean, I think that's kind of beneficial though. Um, because, I mean, suppose you get these guys, like, um, who, who go to, they go straight out of high school, they play good for, like, two, three years, but then they have some, like, career-ending injury or something like that. I think that's where college is a good benefit for them. Right, because, right. That's what Grayson Allen did. Yeah, and I mean, like, say you're playing in the NBA, and you're on, like, the third year of your rookie deal, but you blow out your knee, you're done, that rookie deal isn't going to last you till retirement, you know? Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll, it'll last you pretty well, but at the same time, you'll be, what, 24? Not even 24. You'll be, (coughs) like, 21. Yeah. And you'll have the whole rest of your life ahead of you, but you don't have a degree... Or anything. So that's why I say I'd say a lot of players should stay like at least maybe three years or something. Yeah, two I to mean, three years, maybe to get that like bachelor's degree or something. Yeah, and I mean it does it does teach it teaches you a little bit more about playing the game at a competitive level because yeah I think there's definitely a lot of people that go in way too early and then they're pretty much considered bust because they don't have the they don't have enough experience. Yeah. So. Um, well, that's pretty much all we have. Um, this is podcast two from Double FM Sports, and we'll, um, we'll try to keep uh, we'll try to keep a more regular, consistent schedule right. from now on. Unfortunately, we couldn't uh, find a time to get together last week, especially with Jr. And uh, yes, stuff, but um, but we'll try to make sure we try to get one out every week for you right. guys. Right. So hopefully next week, um, we'll be back. We with will exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you um, enjoyed this video, pre- please press that like button, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow our Instagram page. Because we will be posting like any like little sports tidbits, information, facts, new breaking news. We got it all there. Yep. And that's actually headed by JR still. So. Yep. Um, so if you want to check that out, that is at Double FM Sports Network. Yep. Um, so feel free to check that out and head on over there. So until next time, I am Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And for JR, we are signing off. Uh, Have a great rest of the week. See you guys.